Max Hall and Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well and enjoying the 50 most relevant for 2023. It's nearly over, though we are at the number four spot today. Clayton Clary Oliver is who I've put in at this such high position of the 50 most relevant. Right throughout the preseason as we do these podcasts, we love to have different content creators from across the community jumping in and getting involved. About a week ago, we had Selby of Marrera's Magic. We've had Holmesy of the Pod Pod, uh, Bales from the AFL Fantasy Fanatics, Stevie Fizz, from the draft doctors, and it wouldn't be a 50 most relevant with one without this man. You don't know him because nobody knows who he really is. It's the super coach phantom. Hello, mate. How are you? MJ, thanks for having me. It's nice to uh, actually come on here and closer to the pointy end than the goat, Selby, as well. So I'll take that as a small win for super coach. Well, the other day you did do your rankings of like the top 40 content I creators. In, so I suppose, does this mean I have you higher because I put you higher in the 50? Let, yeah, let's well, not do that to ourselves, should we? We won't. As you know, I didn't rank myself, but you That's featured smart. in there, but some massive names. Uh, and obviously the great work you do, you um, you shout these guys' names and get um, the creators and the people within the community out there. So it's a, it's a great platform. Yeah, no, well, look, it's uh, an incredible community to be a part of. It's so great to see like a decade ago, there was just a handful of people making content for Supercoach, yep. Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. Now there's an absolute ton of them, which is fantastic. Let's talk about Clayton Oliver, still just the 25 years of age, midfield eligible Melbourne Demon and some really nice scores last year, but neither of them were anywhere really near his career high scores. A 151 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team was his top score. That was against the North Melbourne Football Club. And in that same game for KFC Supercoach, it was a 178. In the year before that, some still decent scores, but you got to go back to 2020 for his career high super coach score. He's a part of the double hundred club. He's got that against the Adelaide Crows back in 2020. He went 205, while it was a 161 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team back in 2019. A 112.5 average in AFL Fantasy means he's going to set you back just shy of a million dollars at 994,000 in that format. Dream Team, based off the same scoring, he's a touch over a million. Yep. He's a seven-figure man. Well, he's literally $200 shy of being $700,000 for Supercoach. That's due to the fact that he's given us an average of 127.1. And Phantom, over the past few years, there's been few things that you could predict in the AFL landscape. North Melbourne at the bottom of the ladder unfortunately we could predict that a scandal involving the Adelaide Crows off field. We can probably guarantee that. And Clayton Oliver just dominating the fantasy AFL landscape. We can guarantee that too, because it doesn't matter what comes his way. He just gets it done every year for us. Doesn't he? He does. Like you mentioned, the, the three consecutive years, 120 plus, you know, I'm not going to be the one betting against him, not doing it again. Whatever comes his way, he deals with it. Um, you know, he's played with a busted hand a little bit as well. We saw last year, but still comes through the other side. If you, you know, if you want to talk numbers again, you took and throw in the crows there. He's been over here, Adelaide Oval, the last three years. Two double tons and a one seventy six. 
I've seen some of those extraordinary scores um, up close. So 699K, almost 700. And like a lot of KT Supercoaches out there already so far this preseason, picking him uh, without thinking. And I've, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell <laughs> you not to. It's good enough reason to. Last year across the league, he was first for clearances, contested possessions, and stoppage clearances. Top 10 for handballs, disposals, center clearances, inside 50s, and effective disposals. You mentioned that 127-plus season that he had in Supercoach for us last year. 17 tons from his 21 matches last year, 12 of them over 120 and some monsters that you alluded to. There's some 130s, 140s just littered across this entirety of the season. He just finds a way year on year on year to deliver it. And it's not just 140s, there's 150s, multiple 160s, multiple 170s. The dude in KFC Supercoach is an absolute animal. Just the one score under 80 in that format last year. An average of 127 across the year. Ranked second in this format for points and for averages. Let's look at his 2022 season for AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. An average of 112.5. 17 tons. Seven of them over 120. And again, multiple 130s layered through there. Even reaching up into that huge territory for that format of a 150 plus just the one score under 80 all year, second by average, seventh by points. And you alluded to it, Phantom, as well. It's not just one great year. It's been back to back to back to back. In fact, over the past 60 AFL games, he's gone at an average of 124.3 in Supercoach, and he's gone at 111 in Dream Team and Fantasy. He, he does it all for us, doesn't he? He does, and uh, it's you mentioned those um, numbers. He's, it's almost like a bulletproof KFC yeah. Supercoach game. We've seen Matt DeBoer, former Giants tagger in the past, um, restrict him somewhat uh, in a game, but most other people just can't stop him. You can't stop him getting the ball first. We know that's what Clary does, so it gets his hands on the ball before anyone um, at the contest gets it out, and, and when he's not, he's tackling as well, so it's you can see him have a slow start to a game sometimes. For me last year, also when I didn't own him, I think, and over the past couple of years, you know, trying to cheer against him when he makes a slow start. But he's just that good at play, finds his way into the game. His contested possession rate is so high that um, his KFC Supercoach scoring, he can do it so quickly. So if you see him struggling early in the first quarter, he could be 80 points by halfway through the second. So yeah, bulletproof, no one's bulletproof in case this super coach, but I reckon he's about just about the closest we've got. He's really close, isn't he? The, the, over the past three seasons, he hasn't gone back-to-back games without getting you a 90-plus score. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he's only had two games where he's gone back-to-back without going 90 or above. So you're right. Bulletproof is a really nice term when we talk about him. When we look at the premium midfielders we've got this year uh, across all the formats, we do have some really nice options for us. Um, And a few of these teams have had some significant changes have popped through their side. Lockie Neal comes to mind in the sense that Dunkley's coming in. The Western Bulldogs have had some significant changes. 
with Dunkley coming out. What does that mean for Sydney? We saw the evolution of Callum Mills in and out of centre bounces into the wing. Even for the Adelaide Crows with, with Rory Laird, as bullish as I, I know you and others, and, and including myself, are on him this year. Mm. You'd hope the Crows aren't as dependent on him. The Saints, Jack Steele, they've had coaching changes. So you start to look at reasons for what's changed in midfield structures and systems. But for Melbourne... Their core midfield mix is still so young, is still so strong. I think the addition of Grundy only helps their midfield makeup. I, I don't see any weakness or big change coming to that lineup. What about you, Phantom? No, I agree. They don't only have now Max Gorn hitting two, and they've got the second best Ruckman in the comp. Well, close to the second best Ruckman, yeah. Brody Grundy, right, as you mentioned. So I think it only helped them I do agree with you and I do agree with you some of the other assessment of the top guys those four um, big guns in KFC Supercoach worth um, over 650k mm. took Miller as well throw him in there Rory Laird um, again similarly not bulletproof uh, he's a player that different to Oliver um, that you're probably not yeah. going to try to tag Rory Laird um, given some of his limitations by foot but the way he hunts the ball hunts the body um, yeah. it's a similar backbone to what makes his scoring so good, what makes Clayton Oliver's scoring so good. And the, and the rise of Christian Petrarca in that Melbourne midfield too um, and what he does forward of centre and uh, on the scoreboard, we've seen that make him um, the target number one for opposition coaches as well. So, um, again, I, I agree. Nothing's probably going to change for Clary. I think, if anything, can he get to 130 this year? I think that's the big expectation from coaches last year is because there are some pockets and some runs where if you didn't have him, you were just crying constantly in the damage he did. Like, for example, just last year alone, from round five through to round 17, he went at 137 in Supercoach. It was incredible. Over that same stretch of time in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he's going up at 118.5, and he only had one score um, that wasn't a ton in that stretch of 12 games. You mentioned the Petrarca tag, and I'm, I'm keen on your take. Some would say they're both equally as damaging. If you're an opposition coach, is it the death by a thousand cuts of Oliver that you're trying to minimise or is it the game-breaking power that Petrarca... Where do you feel coaches will go? I know it's hard to say what 17 opposition coaches and, and their strategic sides will look at doing, but are you really bullish that Track is still the guy that they'll try to target first most weeks? I just think it comes down to Track's probably the one... Um, not all the time, but he's probably the one that's a little easier to restrict. Yeah, um, we know he can win the ball in tight and his hands are great too, but doesn't win first possession like Clayton Oliver does. And it's hard, mm. very hard to stop those um, tall, strong first position, possession winners. So if you can run with track on the outside a little bit, um, forward of centre, don't give him that much space. You're probably helping the team more, with, whereas even if Clary's got someone by him um, all day, still probably going to, you know, win your six or seven clearances and get his hands on the ball um, from that centre bounce. So I think it's more, you know, not giving up on stopping no. what, what Clary does well, but maybe looking at things that can be stopped like what Christian Petrarca does in space. 
Yeah, I remember going to the MCG at the Anzac Day Eve clash uh, in 2022. I was sitting with a couple of the guys from the coaches panel. And that whole evening, I just wanted to watch Clayton Oliver's running patterns here in Melbourne, where I'm based. I've not been a lot of AFL footy over the past few right. years before that. So to be able to watch his elite work rate, not just what he does in and around stoppage, what he does with and without the ball in the contest, but the dude's athletic endurance, the hunger, the work rate, the insatiable desire to will his team forward and to create himself as an option time and time again is incredible. And, and by the way, the demons don't always go to him. I remember yeah. in that game specifically, He's in open space screaming for it, and he's not the guy that's always getting the ball. So that place you talk about of him getting a 130 year in Supercoach or a 115-120 year in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, you're right, That that's on the cards for us. Yeah, and you look at the fixture, yes, the Ds mm. start off with a couple of difficult, I'm sure we probably touch on this in a minute, a couple of difficult games, but eight of the first 12 matches at the MCG, he averaged 133 okay. points per game um, at the venue last season. So we know it doesn't matter where Clayton Oliver plays. We know he's gone massive over here in Adelaide 4, but does love the MCG and has that 133-point um, average there last season. So, you know, some KFC super coaches hoping that, it, that he falls in price. I wouldn't be banking on it. Yeah, well, that's true. I think that's one of the primary narratives of why people aren't selecting him. The other is they like other options at a comparable or maybe marginally cheaper price point, and that's okay. But if you're banking on getting Clary cheap, history would say he doesn't give you many bad games back-to-back. He'll pop one a season pretty much, um, and outside of that, there's not much deviation. You mentioned those early fixtures there. Uh, they've got the Lions... They've got the Dogs and they've got the Swans as the first mm. three. And then they had West Coast, Essendon and Richmond. So if you're looking for an early fade on Clary, you're hoping he has a bad game, whether it be by tag, injury, falls his way out of it. But here's his three-game history against those first three sides. In AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he's averaging a 103 against the Dogs in his last three, 98 against the Lions, and a 101 in the Swans. So maybe in those formats, you're feeling a little justified that potentially he could be a fade option if the current scoring narrative holds. While in Supercoach, you might be asking for some pain. 115.6 against the Dogs in his last three, 117 in the Lions, and round three, a 129.6. Yes, we're paying up in the high 120s for his in KFC Supercoach, but he's this kind of guy, Phantom, that if you go against him too long, it's always hard to get into him. So I'm keen on your thoughts on this. Um, Supercoach has changed a little bit over the past 12 to 24 months. The introduction of the trade boosts, uh, 36 trades this year. Um, there are some learning parallels that KFC Supercoaches and Dream Team Coaches are now picking up from the AFL fantasy community where they've had two trades a week, use it or lose it. So the, the desire to hunt for value is becoming more increasingly a common narrative. So I guess my question for you, Phantom, is this. How do you place that balance of always looking for value and trying to own the best players in the format for as long as possible? How do you reconcile the two? Because I think that's the collision that people are wrestling over with whether to start or upgrade Clayton Oliver. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting um, discussion. 
mentioned so far this preseason. What I found with with the boost last year, picking um, your guys in the two fifty to three fifty bracket, even less um, that can get you to a premium um, quicker, really helped last year. Obviously, Will Brody yeah. went nuts. Um, Jake Bowie for for me in defence yeah. with more trades with the boost. Use them early, upgrade your team quicker. When the premium is on offer, take it. Yeah. Um, I think that's where you still got to hunt for your value. I think when it gets to the level that the Clayton Olivers, the Rory Lairds are scoring at, um, you know, we can't really say we don't forget the price anymore, but mm. you know what you're paying for. I think you hunt for value. Down, I think the the level that Oliver and Laird are, especially if you if you VCC combo those two together for the first twelve rounds, yeah. um, I think we're talking above the level where we got to really consider the value in their price tag. So with Oliver, I haven't even thought about his price. Um, yeah. I'm going to look for my value elsewhere. Um, but with someone you can be so sure about. I think you've just got to lock it in. I think the name, other names we've spoken about, what's happened in the Bulldogs midfield, mm. maybe even Lockie Neal, Callum Mills. These are types of guys that things you can see that might fall away. Yes, who knows? Something could happen with Clary sure. Oliver, but sure. I'm going to play the percentages and lock it in. I think his, his, his scoring and his power, his consistency, he's showing his flaws not as low as it once was too. So it's true. And then on, on the fixture, Difficult first three rounds. You extend it out, though, to the first 12 rounds. Mm. And I think the Demons play uh, seven bottom eight sides from 2022 in the it's opening bad, 12 rounds. It? So It's not bad. <laughs> even if a low score early, what are you going to do? I, I, it's still going to be tough to make an early upgrade to Clary Oliver in round four or five. If that's what that's you're true. Really yeah. You need that's... an injury to make that work for you don't you yep. you need a, a busted couple of stepping stones or mid-price guys to that's it we there's only so many of these guys we could get at the cheaper price whether you're going i want english at a cheaper price i'm going for uh, sicily at a cheaper price i'm going to try to hopefully cogs or what whoever it is but yeah. the reality is it's 50k and the 50k you might save you miss maybe five, six, seven, eight weeks of their scoring. And Oliver, certainly in KFC Supercoach, he's one of a handful of guys that can take a season away from you incredibly quickly. Remember, multiple 170 scores last year. He's got multiple double tons to his name, multiple other 150 plus scores last year on top of those 170s and just one score under 80 all year in that format. So for me in KFC Supercoach, I've looked at all the possibilities and I just want to own one of the, the best players in the game and remove the equation of how do I get him in? So I'm yep. going to start him. 45% of Supercoaches have done the same. Phantom, is that where you're leaning? Just lock him in and figure out the other 29 picks around him? Yeah, I, I said I haven't really thought... Um twice about starting him i think the questions i'm really asking at the top end is the top end is can you afford rory laird um, yeah. at the same time we know the crow star uh, his ownership is well down on what oliver is only 4k between them but obviously the big difference is when you first look at it rory laird's got the seven in front of his price tag mm. and not the six so it's not <laughs> a lot but it does put some people off um Again, you know, can you say there's value in Roy Laird's price tag? Probably not. But at the scoring rate that he showed last year, does it really matter? So I've got them both in. 
at yep, the moment. Nice. I think you can do that. VC and C combo sorted for the first couple of the months of the year um, as it stands. And again, like I said, going to look for, for value uh, elsewhere in the guys who can lift themselves up into um, the top end, but also the guys just above the rookie price tag that might get me to that premium quicker than a, a rookie or a first-year player would. Yeah, I think you're spot on the money with that. 26% of coaches have him in Dream Team and 15% in AFL Fantasy. Uh, he's still a very nice prospect in this format too. I'm still very confident that he's a top 5 to 10 midfielder through there, but I understand why in those formats people don't yeah. want to have him in their starting squads. Uh, but at 45% in Supercoach, you've almost hit my threshold of the risk is now too great to go against him. We talked about that the other day on the podcast with Rids around Tim Taranto, kind of once a player at their scoring power gets to 50% ownership, the risk is now on the non-owner rather than the owner and it going poorly. So he's going to be a relevant player. If you don't start with him, good luck trying to get him cheap because you'll want to find a way to get him at some point across the formats in 2023. Let's talk drafts, Phantom. No doubt an M1 across the formats. Um where do you see him going on draft day in KFC Supercoach? Well, draft day has changed, I think, a little bit this year in KFC Supercoach. You know, with so much uncertainty in the ruck department, what's happening at Melbourne mm. with Brody Grundy and Max Gorn, even what's happening out west uh, with someone like Sean Darcy. You know, last year, the previous few years, you think about, I think I've even had uh, Gorn and Grundy in you know in my top ten at least. Yeah. Uh, in my player rankings for KFC Supercoach draft, but you're probably not going there this year. I would mm-hmm. take all big four midfield guns, Roy Laird, Clayton Oliver, Lockie Neal, Took Miller, I reckon, um, if I had a top six pick. So if I had picked one or two, um, whoever, I'd take Laird and Oliver. So in, if okay. I was drafting, Laird would definitely be off the board one or two if I had that pick. So I think given that sheer consistency, the scoring power, and just like we've spoken about the whole show, mm. bulletproof uh, yeah. in a way. And I think you take him before you look at your your, your options in the forward line or defense. So very, yeah. very early for me. Yeah, love that. A very popular narrative this year is lock away an F1 early, but in Supercoach more than the other formats, you're turning down potentially – multiple 120 options yeah and for a 105 or a 110 yeah maybe a 115 forward is what it's got to be it's fascinating to me to see what that f1 rush does to people across the formats i'm with you i think he's a first round selection in kfc Supercoach, and probably more an early second round selection in afl fantasy and dream team where the the forwards uh, in that format their gap from them to the top end mids isn't as substantial a leap yeah. um, as it is in Supercoach where you're getting up towards this high 120 barrier. So uh, I think you're bang on the money there, Phantom. Thank you for your work uh, and joining me on this podcast, my friend. A pleasure, mate. Thank you for having for me again. And I'm sure another big year from you might be able to push you up to the influent list next God, year. Not a chance, mate. <laughs> uh, now, of course, uh, if people are playing KFC Supercoach this year, you, there's the phantoms lair podcast that you're dropping wherever you get and stream your podcast or download them from you can go and check it out but there's a special deal with code sports that's got a super coach benefit for us isn't there 
Uh, indeed, you can access all uh, our content that you would normally see on Herald Sun Advertiser uh, websites uh, through codesports.com.au. I think a dollar for the first 30, uh, 30 days or even for the first three months. So definitely will get you through until round one. And of course, like MJ said, you get the KFC Supercoach Plus subscription there, all the uh, inbuilt um, data uh, and projection tools in the game. So a great summer deal and a great one for sports and KFC Supercoach lovers. It's a ripper deal. It's where you can get all your ownership traction, the projections, everything you need. It encourage you, if you're not sure what the links are for that, we've added them for you in the description of this podcast. So you can go and check out both the Phantoms Lair podcast, but also get that incredible deal from Code Sports. Uh, if you want to go back and read this article, uh, the good news is this on Clary and all the other players in the 50 most relevant, we've got them online for you at coachespanel.tv. If you've loved this podcast, and maybe you're just getting cracking into your fantasy footy preseason now that we're under 30 days away from round one lockout, uh, the rolling of it commencing. Uh, maybe you're just getting started. Good news is there's over 45 podcast episodes you can go and check out, stream them and download them. Uh, you can listen to them in your sleep and subconsciously it will help you become a stronger fantasy AFL coach across the formats. In 30 seconds, I've got a little clue for you about who's coming in at number three. But if you are loving the content you got from the coaches panel this preseason, well, the good news is you can become a part of our Patreon supporter army for just a couple of dollars a month. We'll give you access to hidden groups, additional content of articles, podcasts, and a bunch of other rewards coming your way. If you want to go and check them out, all the details to become a part of our Patreon are at coachespanel.tv. So there's three players left to go in the 50 most relevant. It breaks my heart to say it, but Josh Kelly is not one of those three. So none of them should surprise you. The three names you should know. But who is at number three? It's rare. We mentioned this in the podcast just before with Phantom. It's rare and actually not even necessary that when you look at these top-end premiums that you're getting value. You don't need that. This guy's been at the top of the tree in his line before, and yet he provides value for us. Who is this uber premium option that's value? We'll talk about him tomorrow in the 50 Most Relevant. Give it all, now give it all.